Let's say we want to open a cafe. Let's do it. All right. Like, ooh, if we wanted to, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, let's just think this is Valor 3. Yeah. The third Valor. We need a loan. Are coffee shops viable? This is a question that we pose and receive very often, honestly. And today we dive into that hard core. We have an entire spreadsheet built out. We walk through the spreadsheet, punch in some example numbers and see if our faux coffee shop would work. And you can do the same. We're going to drop the link to the spreadsheet down in the description. And if you guys want to grab it and punch in your own numbers, see if your concept would work, how much you can pay yourself, how much you can pay baristas, how much you can pay in rent, how much you can pay in loans, grab it. We just really wanted to put this out there to help you guys to see if a coffee shop can work in your life. I'm Riley. I sit down with my friends Ross and Ethan every week for the Valor Coffee Podcast. We talk about the coffee industry, specialty coffee, business, things like that. So if you want to tune in, we release episodes every Friday morning. If you enjoy this video, if you enjoy the program, go ahead and like the video and subscribe. If you're on a podcast platform like Spotify, if you could follow us and then give us a five-star review, that really helps us with the algorithm. We directly see those results and it bumps us up in the charts. Gets more listens on the program. Want to let you guys know about about a new partnership we have with our friends over at Clive Coffee. Clive has a fantastic platform of so much equipment from espresso machines to grinders to accessories, including some machines that we really enjoy for carts, including Lamar Zoco GS3s, Linea Minis, the Luca A53. So we've partnered with Clive and they have given us a discount code for some things on their website, including Luca machines and Eureka grinders. That code is VALOR5. If you use VALOR5 at checkout, you get 5% off your purchase. So go ahead and use that link below. We do get a share of that sale, but that helps us keep doing this program. So we really appreciate that. All right, guys, without further ado, here is our program on cafe viability. Well, we are live here in Roswell, Georgia, 30 minutes north of Atlanta. The Uh, the real heart of the city. Traffic An hour and 30 minutes south of Chattanooga, right? Wow. Let's give some other geographical landmarks. Hour 45. Does anybody know? Six flags over Georgia. <laughs> right now, hour 20, but on a good day, 42 minutes. With or without traffic. No traffic, 42 minutes. Uh, I'm just happy to be on a hot mic with my boys. Up top, bro. Let's go. For all you listeners, that was a high five. And that was a high five. Um, I'm happy because it's Wednesday. And Wednesday means that we got to play frisbee this morning, and you rocked it, bro. You were electric on the on the pitch. Thank you, somebody on the pitch. <laughs> somebody poked the bear. Somebody ran into Ross, and he got mad. Well, I didn't get mad. Just it's just stay you know, mad. You got it. I you. That's like it's like the Hulk mentality. You know, it's like how do you control when you turn to the Hulk? And it's like stay angry. Yeah. One of our reviews on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Oh, no. oh crap! It's five stars. <laughs> it says it's gracious. It talks about how the podcast is great and all that, and then it's like I will give a warning if you listen to some of the older episodes. There's a lot more ultimate frisbee and a lot less coffee, but it's still good nonetheless. <laughs> well, we were called coffee sometimes at that point, so now we're Valor Coffee. No regrets. Yeah, no regrets, bro. But we're coming to you all today as uh, business owners of a coffee company called Valor. And we have two cafes. Mm-hmm. One of them is in Alpharetta, Georgia. How how far away is that from Six Flags, would you say? 
Probably 52, Dang. no traffic. And then the other one is uh, in Dunwoody, a little bit closer to the city. 38 minutes, probably <laughs> six flags. Just hop on 285 real quick. Yeah, you're, uh, you're we're sitting. There. We're sitting in our roastery. I don't know if everybody knows that. You know, they just see the backdrop of our podcast. A beautiful space. Um, but behind us is the training lab uh, that we use for wholesale partners and also internally for our team, which is and called the pit crew. Back behind you is our cart. Yeah, we're really trying to have a flex moment behind us with all of our, our coolest stuff. Stuff with our name on it. Um, one day we could even do a, an episode in front of the roaster. That'd be kind of fun. That would be fun. But uh, we're coming to you today with some spreadsheets uh, and some, some financial hypothetical situations that you might run through uh, whenever you are looking to open a cafe. And I know a lot of people... Uh, that are opening coffee shops, it's their first business. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Why do you think that is? Hmm. Maybe as far as some businesses go, it's pretty low uh, barrier of entry. You know, we'll get, we'll get into the hmm. costs uh, associated shortly, but um, there's that. And then a lot of people, because it's uh, mostly fueled by entry-level positions, a lot of people could easily garner experience in this field at a young age and feel compelled to make a move like us. Um, and then there's also a lot of people on the other flip side where this is the, the back half, you know, a journey you're trying to start up later. Hmm. I think it's easier to start a coffee shop or start a, it's easier to start a good coffee shop or to build a good piece of software or like an app. You're asking the right guy. I'll say that much. Well, I think to build software or build an app, you have to have a really specific skill set. Or hire people to do it, I guess. Sure. But with coffee, like we started this journey when we were 19 with pretty much no skill set besides like we can work behind an espresso bar. Um, And it's taken us a long time to figure it out. So I don't know. It definitely is a skill set to run a business, but like, I, I think that's one reason why pe- a lot of people start coffee shops and it's their first business is because you can learn the skills if you just try. Mm. And now we've got it all figured out, you know? Right. Now look at us. It's not software, <laughs> but the roastery is a little more in that vein because you have to tap into a more like national, global, or niche audience. Mm. Whereas in a retail space, you're just tapping into your local audience. So that seems like, in essence, easier because there's less people to reach for you to like hit the sustainability ceiling. And you usually have captive audience because you're putting a coffee shop in an area where hypothetically people want that. But to like go just be in competition with everybody on the internet, uh, it just takes longer. So our roastery, you know, it's taking a little longer for us to, even though there might be a higher ceiling like there is in software. Uh, it can just take years to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Thanks. <clears throat> You're welcome. Uh, but, you know, I think a lot of people that start coffee companies too are creatives or they're people people. Right. And to make a gross sweeping generalization, a lot of times those people are not particularly skilled in numbers. I mean, just Guilty in my, just over in here. my experience, I know I'm definitely not... Uh, skilled in numbers and i don't even think you were in the beginning it's just that you kind of had some of the more raw 
characteristics that led to that led you to be in the bookkeeping financial side of the business? Yeah, I think the good news is you don't have to be skilled at numbers because that's what a spreadsheet's for. Like it does all the work for you. And we're going to have the spreadsheet that we're using today down in the description. But like I, you know, you go through school and you learn all these hard math skills where you don't have to use a calculator or whatever. But like that's what a spreadsheet is. Spreadsheet's just a big calculator where you can manipulate a bunch of numbers in different ways as long as you know how to do it. So if you open our spreadsheet, most of it, like the formulaic stuff, is we did the work for you. But if you wanted to change some of those formulas, it'd be really easy for you to just hop on YouTube and watch like a like a 45-minute, one-hour-long Excel tutorial, mm. and you'd know pretty much everything you need to know. Yeah. And the the spreadsheet that we're talking about basically lays out the data that you would want to reference before you start the business. Um, whenever you're trying to budget your build out, you know, what your costs are there, because that's going to tell you, you know, depending on how you fund your build out, that'll tell you what kind of loan payments you'll need to make, which is definitely a part of this spreadsheet. But I mean, is it fair to say that this could just be like your monthly budget, more or less of like, Mm. you could maybe transform it into that. But I wouldn't call that we have like a different spreadsheet that we use for budget that is like, way more compli- complicated mm. that maybe we can get to some other time. But I mean, at least to start, if you aren't working with anything else, then yeah, you could probably get away with using it as your budget. Yeah. So we'll plug in different numbers, like different rent numbers. Uh, like I said earlier, loan payments, um, cost of goods sold, which, and we'll we'll define all these terms later in case you don't know them. Because I know I did not know any, I did not know what all these terms were like labor. Like, what do you mean labor? Mm-hmm. labor is just how much money you're spending on payroll uh, to employ your team um, and just different configurations uh, for your, your team, your budget, your equipment, the roles in the coffee shop, all these things inform the financial viability of your cafe. Um, so we'll jump into all that. Yep. And so this is for people who are considering going down this road, right? Or if you've already gone down this road and maybe you don't have the best bearings on where you're at, how much should I be paying in rent versus how much should I be making? This is a great like check-in moment for you. Um, So correct me if I'm wrong, Riley, but this is, we're going to almost fill in our own spreadsheet as do we want to do hypothetical or do we want to do just pick one of our stores and We'll kind of do a little bit of both, I think. Um, a lot of the way along here, I gave some of Valor's averages. Yep. Uh, specifically for our Alpharetta location, just because it's been standing a little longer. It's funny because last year, Alpharetta in some ways may have taken on a little bit more weight company-wide because of a new cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I put in like our cost of goods percentage for 2023, our income like our income percentages, as in like, you know, coffee was this percent of our income and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And we can reference some of our other numbers as we go. The funny thing is that our numbers are not the best practice numbers right now. We're totally, we have room to grow. Yep. Yes. That's a good point. This is not coming from the angle of, uh, the seasoned, uh, we've done it. We've got it solved type, but we're, we're on our own 
profitability, viability, sustainability journey. That's right. Why don't we just go through some of these terms on this spreadsheet? Um, And to zoom out even a little bit further, I remember one of my first talks with my father-in-law who owns a hearing aid business. He told me about some of the most basic business things like uh, fixed costs versus variable costs. So Riley, do you want to tell us what is a fixed cost? What is a variable cost? I would love to. Oh, I'm excited. My favorite. All right. Fixed cost. Let's talk about it in terms of personal budget. Okay. How about that? Okay. Let it rip. Month to month. Think about how you have a lease at your current apartment or you have a mortgage at your current home. Or apartment. Condo. That number, unless things change, obviously year to year, but on a yearly basis, that number is usually the same. $2,000 for rent. You know that's coming out of your bank account every single month. Variable cost. Think about all the things that you do that could be different. Maybe you go out to a movie in January. Maybe you go bowling in February. You go see the Iron Claw and go bowling with your friends afterwards. Yeah. So that is the most simple form. For us, in a cafe form, if we're looking at our operating expenses, we have rent, obviously. Maybe that rent in our lease is on an escalator, so we know that every year it's going to increase by a certain percentage or a certain amount. And then we have utilities for the most part. can be fixed like you know you might know what your wi-fi bill is obviously your power can change but you Mm -hmm. know that that money's coming out Mm -hmm. those things go those fixed costs go into what we call overhead so that is why you always want to maximize your space the more you can sell out of your space the lower your fixed costs are as a percentage of your total uh you know top line number uh some variable costs obviously you have things that can break you have labor, which could vary depending on how much you as an owner work on bar. You have, I mean, meals that you spend on company dollar. The list kind of goes on. But I think the main thing we want to get across here is you want to maximize what your space can do. This roastery, for example, our rent is going to be, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the number. Let's just say our rent here is one hundred dollars a month. <laughs> Don't say the real number. <laughs> I wish. If our rent was a hundred dollars a month, uh, it's going to be a hundred dollars a month, regardless of if we're pushing a hundred pounds a week or a hundred thousand pounds a week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you reach a mass where you can't sustain any more volume, but you want to get that number up so that 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 fixed cost is a much smaller percentage of your top line revenue. Yeah, and then let, let's just lay out the seemingly obvious example of, let's say you have a cafe and your rent is $100, which would be wild. And you're like, okay, I want to maximize revenue coming through the door because my fixed cost is going to stay the same and I want that fixed cost to represent a smaller percentage of the overall budget. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to stay open later or I'm going to open earlier. And so there's going to be more opportunities for people to come through the door and spend money. But then your labor goes up. Variable. And that's a variable cost. Yeah. So it's it's always just a, a balance between those two things. We've been pretty consistent with our hours over the years. 
I, I remember when we had our cart, we did some late nights and it probably wasn't the best trial run to just like immediately write that off mm-hmm. indefinitely because it was just the three of us and it was a cart in the, in the back of an alley. Not we, would a, learn, we would work 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. Yeah. It was a movie. <laughs> we were bitter. Um, but anyways, so what are what are some of the other things on the spreadsheet that we're talking about? Totally. So you talked a little bit just about like operating costs. So there's an entire sheet of operating uh, expenses that you can plug in yourself. You know, um, I will say green cells on this spreadsheet are editable. Editable. All other cells, shells, cells aren't. I probably would stay away from them. If you know how to work a spreadsheet and want to edit the formulas, you totally can. But that's why in operating expenses, even like the name of the expense, I just put the stuff that we categorize, like how we book our expenses. If you have different ways of doing that, you can add those in here. You can change the name of some of these, what have you. The ones that I'd probably keep the same would be rent, utilities, and general operating costs because I put those individually on the summary spreadsheet. So if you change those, it's also going to change uh, the Mm. counterparts. Mm -hmm. So there's that. uh, Another big one, I put a staffing and wages spreadsheet that includes an entire calculator of like how you can calculate your total bar hours, basically. Mm -hmm. And it assigns it to each barista. And then you can also input your salary as an owner. If you have any managers, their their yearly salaries, if you're going to do it that way. There's a lot of different ways you can handle this, but just uh, I put it in one format and that's kind of how we're going to roll with it. Lastly, the cost of goods sold and income uh, pages, those are meant to reflect your percentages. So Mm -hmm. it's cost of goods as a percentage of your top line revenue. So if you spend, if, if you, like if we had a 33% cost of goods on something, that means if you bring in $300, $100 of that was cost of goods sold. Mm-hmm. So that would be 33%. That's pretty typical numbers. I put Valor's 2023 percentages here. Again, you know, you're going to look at these and maybe not be blown away, especially because you think, you know, Valor's a roastery. We have our company set up as different entities to where our cafes are just wholesale accounts of our uh, roastery, just like any other company would be. So they pay the same price, so on and so forth. And I mean, I think something we're trying to tackle is like we had a lot of waste Mm -hmm. in 2023. I don't know if you guys want to speak into that and what we're going to do to fix it. Yeah, well, maybe we could do it later, but those are that's a lot of like nitty gritty little decisions it's it's funny because you know the numbers are just cold hard truth you know and then you have to kind of chase the rabbit of how to alleviate those issues right Mm -hmm. um so i mean as simple as like (laughs) do we really just drop a lot of pastries on the ground every day or like do we just make a lot of drip coffee and it goes cold and we have to dump it, you know? So it's, it's all these little things that seem superfluous on the surface, but if it's rhythmically, rhythmically happening every day, it's like really eating at your viability as a company. Cause that's, 
one of the overarching themes of this whole time is the uh, the reality that we are in a very narrow margin industry. So to be considered viable or sustainable or profitable, you have to like have a pretty decent grip on your ins and your outs to the point of like, this happens all the time because Valor is just a busy, high energy space. People come in, they're like, eh, you guys must be, you guys must be killing it. And we're like, well, I mean, all this, what Ross was saying, all that volume raises a lot of variable costs. So if you kind of lose track of where all this is going and you're just like, just spending left and right or wasting left and right. Spinning your wheels. Yeah, you're spinning your wheels. Bye-bye. Like having money in the bank at the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Other things on here. Can I talk about cost of gold? Uh, cost of golds. Why, why can't I talk, boys? Just breathe. Breathe. Just breathe. I'm just too excited. Well, you're, look, you're doing a lot. You have the spreadsheet and you're having to walk us through it. So everybody just relax. All right. Yeah, I will relax. You relax. <sighs> Income, same deal as cost of goods sold. It's going to be, these numbers are as a percentage of what you're going to bring in. So if you take, you know, say coffee is 70% of what you sell. Food, 19, I'm I'm giving Valor's 2023 numbers. Coffee was 70% of what we sold. Food was 19%. Retail coffee was 8% and merch was 3%. Well, say we didn't really do many merch drops last year. Those numbers all, I think, could probably be end up being tweaked. But you're going to want to change these numbers. Like, if you're going to have a robust food program, you're probably not going to be doing 19%. You're probably going to be doing more. Mm-hmm. We have a very simple food program. So take all that into consideration because those numbers will help reflect the things that you put in on your cost of goods sold. So if we look at... The summary, well, I'll, I'll back up really quick. I put a rent and lease calculator in. The number that that gives you, you're going to have to take it and manually put it in on the operating expense sheet yourself. I didn't want to link those up because if you already had the number, I didn't want you to have to use the calculator because the calculator is like a very traditional rent calculator where you put in your price per square foot per year. That's often the price you get from a leasing agent. It has the CAM per square foot per year. Uh, and then it has the square footage. So it just takes those numbers and throws it into your total monthly mm-hmm. rent. And then lastly, I put in a loan calculator, same deal. You're going to take that number and input it on the summary sheet if you use this loan calculator. But it just has the term in months, it has the amount of the loan, and it has the interest rate. And then it'll give you the, your total interest you're going to repay over the life of the loan, and it'll give you your monthly payment. Nice. So looking at the summary sheet, that's where all the numbers really take shape and you can like see things change. You're going to input your transactions per day and your average transaction. And I'll share my screen here in a second and we can go through all this stuff. Transactions per day, I put in Valor's 2023 average at our Alpharetta Cafe. It was around 255 transactions per day. We were open around 360 days, I think. So 255 transactions per day, average transaction of $9.53. So. Mm. Hopefully that number can help you guys. We're a pretty busy cafe. I'll say that. So yeah. I, the what you want to do whenever you're using this to recognize whether your cafe is viable or not is definitely undershoot. Undershoot all your sales number and overshoot all of your costs and expenses. 
uh, you want you don't want to open a business and it not work. So mm-hmm. you would rather be a little bit discouraged by this and make it at least break even than you would be like walking on cloud nine and your numbers just be like inflated and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of tried to give our numbers, but it took us a while to get there. And yeah. also, I don't think, you know, you look at our, like, our Dunwoody space isn't as busy as our Alpharetta space yet. It's like, I mean, it's like basically on the same level, mm-hmm. but the point being like, that's a way bigger space and like, it needs to be busier mm-hmm. than our Alpharetta location. I don't know if you guys have anything else to say before we kind of jump in. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think just most people that are listening to this have a decent grip on what our cafes are like and knowing how similar the cafe you desire or the cafe that you already have is like that. You know, we were talking to JP a couple weeks ago, very different model, very different space, mm-hmm. very different like labor layout. You can you really can't fit as many people. Um, and so his entire metrics are just skewed differently as it would be for us. So in no way are we saying we're the standard because many different cafe models and styles can work. We're just offering you ours. Yeah. And whenever you're looking for a location, uh, this rent calculator, I mean, when you're assessing if a location is a good fit for you or not, obviously the rent is going to be a huge metric there and we'll get to this later but your rent should be a certain percentage of your gross revenue so you can reverse engineer it from the rent and that's that's really what we do whenever we're looking at spaces is like do we want to talk about how much our rent is Is that that i don't care but i'm fine yeah i don't i don't care okay let's talk about dunwoody so how much is our rent in dunwoody um after taxes and everything like common area maintenance that's what cam means uh cam and taxes plus our square footage we cut a check for six thousand dollars a month and it's just above two thousand square feet yes just barely Mm -hmm. so we've got that number and then we're like okay 2200 square feet okay so you said six thousand yeah so six thousand needs to be what percent of our gross top line revenue Ideally, I mean, just give a range five to 10%, five to 10%. Yeah. So some people would say three to eight. I would just kind of call that a little bit optimistic. Sure. So then you break that down into like, all right, I wonder how many transactions we could do per day. Or I wonder, you know, on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, you know, just go down the line. Um, you know, let's say, on Monday, like if it's a cafe that's just starting out, you're like, okay, can we can we put up a thousand on Monday? Mm-hmm. Thousand bucks gross revenue on Monday. Tuesday, twelve hundred. You know, Wednesday, twelve hundred. Thursday, thirteen. And then you know your weekends will typically be more busy. You know, depending on where you're at. But in in our experience, and then a lot of different wholesale partners that I've talked to, weekends are always busier. Um, reverse engineer it that way. Uh, I think that is helpful whenever you're location scouting. And of course, you're assessing things like traffic and foot traffic um, and how many square feet it is and what, what, you know, what place it is in the community and the flow of uh, the flow of red lights and like turning lanes and all these things. These are all things mm-hmm. you're thinking of. 
um, are we building it out to be a grab and go type of place where the goal is high volume but low square footage? Is it a sit and stay a while type of place? There's all these questions that you should ask. Um, and these are some of the things that we help our wholesale partners think through whenever they're opening cafes um, is, is these sort of questions. But we thought we'd at least provide uh, the spreadsheet for you guys as you start to look for locations or just to assess where you're currently at. Um, but do you want to just go through each line on the summary and we can sort of talk about what percentage that should represent of your gross and have manipulate those things? Yes. So if we're looking at the top of the summary, sharing my screen, the income is going to be at the top. It's, you know, obviously income, that number is, is going to be what all of your other numbers are weighed against. So think of that as your 100%. And then you scroll on down to cost of goods sold. So cost of goods sold, that's an interesting one. Varies greatly from, from, uh, from, company to company. Mm -hmm. I'll clean the spreadsheet up by the time you guys can download it. But I would say in a coffee business, most of the time, your cost of goods sold is going to be between 30 and 35%. You guys have any arguments there? For everything altogether. Yeah. So food and the implication there yeah. is like, you're not going to be making a lot on food. Yeah. Unless... Re retail coffee, you're not going to be making, you're not going to be tripling up. Merch. Merch. Yeah, those margins are 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 bad. They're but bad. for a iced lavender vanilla latte, which is one of our most popular drinks by far, mm -hmm. we charge how much for that? It ends up being like six. -ish. Yeah, six fifty something. Six fifty. So uh, thirty three percent of six fifty would not represent our cost of goods. Mm -hmm. You know, we're making more then uh, we're not just tripling our cost of goods and that determines the price. <clears throat> um, so you're making more of a percentage there, but it equals out with other, other uh, categories of sales. Yeah, exactly. So I put it here kind of over on the side, cost of goods sold. You want to aim for 30, 35%. That means, so the top number, it's, it's called income. I'm going to change it to uh, revenue. And that's your... So these these top numbers here are your top line revenue. Your top line revenue, that number basically just doesn't mean anything. I mean, it does because obviously it affects it's your everything and nothing. <laughs> it is, yeah, because it affects your fixed costs. Okay, but if you are variable costs, your cost of goods sold, your labor, so on and so forth. If that number is too high, you can you you take your top line revenue, you subtract your cost of goods, and you're left with your gross profit. If you are spending as much to make the product on cost of goods sold as you are, as you're taking in, that gross profit is going to be zero and you're not going to have any money to pay your staff. You're not going to have any money to pay your operating expenses. And that obviously isn't going to work. I'll say this, this is not a profit and loss statement mm -hmm. because a lot of times and a lot, rightfully so, you want to include your staffing and your cost of goods sold if you're getting like super deep into the numbers. We're not doing that here. Also, I'm showing owner's income on this, which isn't shown on a lot of P&Ls. I'm showing, showing loan payments, which isn't shown. This is a viability spreadsheet. So if you want to learn how to read a profit and loss, you can Google that on YouTube. You can learn all about that. But this is not a P&L. Mm -hmm. And cost of goods sold 
just to <clears throat> hammer that point home, is it represents everything needed to make the product. Yeah. So the cup, the lid, the coffee, the milk, the sugar, everything, the water. Well, not the water because that's utilities. But um, you know Good what I'm catch. saying. You're you're not just including the ingredients, but also the cup and lid and all that stuff. Yeah, and something you said, I think a decent framework there is uh, typically the items that involve the most labor typically have a better like cost of good margin um, versus something that has very little little labor like food or retail coffee has a smaller profit margin. Because somebody else is doing it. Because someone else is doing it. Yeah. But we're putting in a lot of the labor for the lattes and the drinks. Yep. And so there's more labor costs attached to it than just cost of goods sold too. Yeah. Yeah. And and cost of goods sold being a a variable cost, like there, there's, that's one of the things that you can control is, you know, how can we charge the same price and be able to spend less on making that product? Um, whether that's like negotiating the price of some of your products or, you know, waste is an incalculable thing a lot of times and it's in cost of goods sold. Mm-hmm. So waste is, is accounted for in that. So your milk waste, you know, like if you're, if you're making drinks and you're steaming milk and you're noticing over an ounce of steamed milk in your pitcher, uh, heck, over half an ounce of steamed milk in your pitcher that's just waste going down the drain and you paid for that milk and you paid someone to steam that milk. So that's just going to eat at your profit. So always be asking yourself, how can I decrease uh, the cost of ingredients without decreasing quality and still hitting, you know, your values in your business and those sort of things. But Hey, why not? Why not accomplish the same degree of excellence, the same degree of, uh, of beautiful drinks and, deliciously brewed coffee for less money because then you can allocate that money towards other things like paying your team or paying yourself or paying your rent. Yeah. Uh, to keep on moving, if we look at staffing, so staffing, this one's interesting again because I included owner's wages within the staffing mm-hmm. so people could see it. I don't want to get too in the weeds here. You need to talk to your accountant about how you should pay yourself because it varies greatly from business to business. If you're an LLC, your your pay has to come from your profits. You cannot pay yourself like an employee mm-hmm. using W-2 pay. If you are an LLC that files as an S-Corp or you are an S-Corp, you can pay yourself via W-2. So that's what we do. And we pay ourselves a an IRS fair wage for our jobs. And that number is the number we include within our P&Ls mm-hmm. as, as like a percentage of, of things. So, um, and then the rest of our pay comes from the bottom line, the, the net profit that we, that we bring in. So I'll say that the way you, you want to do this is just going to be dependent on you. I, if it's hard, I would, I would kind of, I don't know, how would you guys do it? If, if, if you were looking at this, I, I would say like put in a number 
a fair wage into this number and then the rest of your pay, think about how you're going to take it from that bottom line net profit that we're going to get to eventually. Yeah. I'm not saying to go file as an S corp. It's dependent on you. I'm not giving financial advice there. None of this is financial advice. Yeah. It's all just hyperbole. But staffing without all that being said for, you know, normal staffing, this varies greatly from business to business. Do we want to give a wide range and just say 25 to 35%? Yeah. Yeah. So Cool. Based on what you're pushing, you know, mm-hmm. if you're making food, that's probably going to be higher. If you're just selling food and you have like a high retail presence, maybe you have a lot less. It's a lot lower. Yeah. Or we sell a lot of drinks and so we need a lot of people making drinks. It's pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, not going to dwell there too much. Operating expenses. Okay. This number also can vary a lot. So, I want to, I'm just kind of adding up our percentages in my head right now to make sure we're not, uh, we're not already, we're it's gonna not add already up. losing money. Yeah. Cause that's, that's where you, that's where you start to go to. Operating expenses, you're going to want to aim for 15 to 20%. I feel like this is the sneakiest area oh, yeah. because it's like, okay, well, yeah, you, you pay for the drinks and the food and then you pay the people to make it. Mm-hmm. Boom. You're like, yeah, and then this breaks and then you have to get a new one of these and then you have to pay this person to come quarterly to do this thing and then it's uh, your SOL. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that number can sneak up on you. Uh, loan payments. I'm not going to give a recommended percentage there. Again, this is a number that isn't going to show up in your P&L. And same thing with working capital, which is below it. Those numbers are, I'll, I'll give the reason why uh, loan payments doesn't. If I give Ethan $50 and then I say, you have to give me $52 back. He gives me $52 back. The only thing that's recorded on your P&L is that two extra dollars. Because that $50 is arbitrary. It mm. wasn't income for anyone. It, it changed hands and it changed hands back. So that number does not show on your P&L. It shows on your uh, other forms like your statement of cash flow and your balance sheet. But on your P&L, that number doesn't show up. The only thing that shows up is his expense related to it, which was the interest. Mm. So um, again, we're just going to include the whole thing in this number, and that's what makes this not a P&L. That's what makes this more of like a cash flow type of sheet. So just recognize that. Not going to give a recommended percentage there. I'll just say it's really easy to have a company and to look at your P&L, and the P&L looks really, really good, but you're still losing money mm-hmm. because that bottom line, you could be distributing out to owners as a part of their, you know, quote-unquote salary, and then you can be paying off three loans at the same time. And then that number, if you included those, would actually be negative. And it makes sense that the loan payment is on this viability spreadsheet because it's just that. It's like, how viable is this business model? Yeah. And if we spent so much money on the build out and so the loan payment is really high, then that would definitely tell you how viable your cafe is. Yeah. That makes sense. Same thing with working capital. This is definitely not a number because this is essentially your savings that you're going to kind of invest back into the business. This is just for you to think about, you know, I'm going to start up this cafe. It's going to cost me this much. I'm going to have this much in the bank to start. That's not enough. I need more. I need more padding. So mm-hmm. just punch that number in where the green sheet is right there uh, for your what you want to monthly add to the business. 
and it'll help you understand if you're going to have any money left over. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think we can start filling in the numbers. I'm ready if you're ready. I'm also ready. All right. Let's let's do it like this. I'm going to build out a transaction calculator too. I kind of forgot about that, but it'll be done. Um, and the transactions is like the last thing you do, but we're going to start from the earliest. Let's say we want to open a cafe. Let's do it. All right. Like, ooh, if we wanted to, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, let's just think this is Valor 3. Yeah. The third Valor. We need a loan. Yep, we, are, very true. we need money. We need a loan. We're going to try to get an SBA loan. Yep. We're going to try to do a 10-year term. <laughs> yeah, that's what most are. Really? Yeah. So we're going to try to get a 10-year term. That's 120 months, right? Yeah, perfect, bro. <laughs> How, how much you guys think this cafe is going to cost? Let's say three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Three, three, three fifty, three fifty. We'll go for a, like a low to medium option, which is. Really you want to say anything there? Uh, I mean, I feel like Dunwoody cost us almost like flipping five, and we yeah. did a ton of the work ourselves. No shade to the GCs and the contractors. You guys did a lot too. We just did a lot of finishing. Your dad came in crazy clutch with all this woodwork that would have cost like another 80 probably. Mm. Um, and it's like an awesome cafe. It's nice. Uh, but it is it is expensive. Yeah. And versus Alpharetta, three, four years before, probably all in cost was like maybe two, more like 150. A lot of used equipment that we really paid the price for later affected our operating expenses. You know what I mean, y'all? Oh, yeah. Um, Meaning fridges breaking and ice machines breaking, repair people. Yeah. Um, so I think three fifty would be like. Oh, so what? What you're saying about the loan is huge. There, like, okay, how long is it going to take to pay back that five hundred k? Yeah. You know, it's it's a few different places, but it's like a long time. Yeah, because a lot of people will take that number and they'll be like, okay, that's five hundred k. We can make five hundred k in the first year, but you're not making five hundred k in the first year. You might top line. 500k in the first year yeah. for you to net profit 500k in the first year would be nuts call, call us, call us. Yeah. let us know how you did that <laughs> like one person three robots <laughs> okay so we're saying 350 loan yeah. and this is just like there's no money from any other source yeah joe schmo with good credit yep. is saying i would like to start a coffee shop obviously loan is one path you can get investors you can give up that sweet sweet equity you can do things like that where you don't have to pay back in a more traditional sense. This, I'm already looking at that monthly payment. I haven't put in the interest rate. This is aggressive. It's really For aggressive. For a 10-year? Yeah. Uh, so interest rate, I'm going to say 10%. Really? Yeah. That's a lot. I don't know what the SBA's interest rates are right now. Let's see. I feel like the housing interest rates are like down in the fives. Yeah, but this is more. Oh, okay. Let's see. Yeah, and also in that number, you've got like your working capital of just like money that you want to start with. Yeah, your bank account. You don't want to open, and you're like, oh, I have to buy coffee, buy milk, buy uh-huh. this, pay, get ready for my first round of payroll. You know, I will say too, this arrangement of 100 percent of the money coming from an SBA loan is relatively rare. I haven't I haven't heard very many people just totally fund their cafe through an SBA loan. Um, anyone in the comments section, I would love to hear 
really however much information you want to disclose. You mean the survey, bro? Yeah, yeah. I, I would love for stuff like this to be in the survey. How'd you fund your cafe? Yeah. Uh, you don't even have to say any numbers. Just say like, you know, in my cafe, I've had a loan, personal money. Um, I know for us, like we we had someone that really believed in us and just took his money out of other investments and then just, I almost said gave it to us, but loaned it, loaned it to us and just charged us interest. Um, but point is we'll do this SBA thing, but I think it's relatively rare. I think a lot of people usually put in some of their own money. Mm -hmm. Um, some people will do crowdfunding. I know we've relied heavily on crowdfunding over the years. I'm seeing SBA 7A fixed rates, 13 and a half to 16 and a half percent. Oh, mama mia, bro. Yeah. People don't. All right, let's not open. Let's not open a coffee shop. (laughs) Let's do something else. I mean, I'm just going to punch in 13 and a half. You got to, man. Yeah. Got to do it. So that's going to make that monthly payment $5,329 a month. Catch me outside. How about that? You know what I mean? Woof. Okay, well, we can run the numbers, but okay. it, aren't we basically just saying that that is impossible? <laughs> I I don't think any of our loan payments have gotten too close to that amount. No, they have not. I'm looking for terms to see if we can if we can uh, stretch it out a little further. Ten years or less, the term of the, of the 7A loan will be the shortest appropriate term depending upon the borrower's ability to repay. 10 years or less, unless it's finances or refinances, real estate or equipment with a useful life exceeding 10 years, the term for a loan to finance equipment and or leasehold improvements may include an additional reasonable period not to exceed 12 months when necessary to complete the installation of the equipment and or complete the leasehold improvements. A maximum of 25 years, including extensions, a portion of a loan used to acquire or improve real property may have a term of 25 years plus an additional period needed to complete the construction of improvements. We got to cut that into a reel, bro. <laughs> oh, that was magic. <laughs> It's awesome. So, what did that say exactly? Uh, it's probably going to be ten years. Okay, yeah. let's just keep rolling. All right. I mean, we're going to keep rolling. We're going to have to come back to that number. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. I'm going to take that number fifty three twenty nine sixty, and I'm going to put it into our summary down here. Uh oh. In the green cell for monthly fifty three twenty nine sixty. All right. So currently, we are at negative fifty three twenty nine sixty per month. What are we gonna do? You gotta make money, gotta baby. Make some money. <laughs> gotta sell some Java. Yes, we do. Hey, we'll, we'll be able to know how much Java we need to sell. Okay. Okay. Let's and see. next, we are going to pop on over to the rent slash lease calculator. More okay. money we can give out. How about yep. that? What kind of space do we want to get with this three hundred fifty thousand dollars that the government just gave us? Give me a or f- the government backed. Give Sorry. me a fifteen hundred square footer. Okay, we're gonna pay thirty six base with eight cam. Eight, cam- yo, dude, cam ain't cheap around here, man. That's real. That's All a right. real number. Fifty five hundred dollars a month, boys. There it is. Would you say that's like a pretty prime location? Yeah, I'd say we're in a we're in a. Maybe a nice little downtown. Yeah. People are wearing selvage denim. People are in selvage. There's like 5% <laughs> selvage out there. Say we're in like 
I'll say like Brookhaven. That'd be like a Brookhaven spot. Sure. Brookhaven's a little suburb north of Atlanta, but it's kind of, it's kind of, it's like old money kind of vibe. But there's a lot of apartments, a lot, a lot of, of young professionals, professionals moving in. All right. Take your rent number and put it on the operating expenses rent number here. $5,500 per month. Just really quickly, like we, we've got our, our loan payment. We're like, man, we got to make some money. But then you have to pay uh, that sort of cam and that sort of price per square foot to be in a good location. You got to play the game. To even put up the numbers. Yeah. Uh, man, it's, it's hard out there. And that, I think that's yes, a note we had of like, the lower your rent, probably th- that means the less valuable and like less trafficked <laughs> that area will be. So you're you need to plan for a a start or like a roll up, you know, of like it might take a few years, couple of years to get what you think the potential of that said space can be, versus if you just opened up on a bustling street and you pay to be there, you'll probably just start pretty hot, you know. Yeah, and there yeah. there are other opportunities out there that have that will charge you less price per square foot. You know, like there's stuff in the twenties. Yeah, it's, we, it's it's just probably a less established area, or it's an uh, get ready for this an ancillary opportunity where you're a, a part of something. You know, mm. and that's we haven't really talked about that lately on the pod, but like that's how a lot of coffee shops work. Is like we're attached to a blank. You know, say if we struck a deal with Thrive and we're like, hey, can we just take a slice of your space? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we get their rate for a big building because they got a better deal and we can pay less, but we're a value to them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because everybody, and one of the big takeaways that we keep talking about is like, it's not a high profit margin business, but it is a high value business for communities and developing communities. Oh yeah. People love having a coffee shop around. So a lot of the time, like people will bend or people will like help coffee shops get into places because they literally just make a complex, a suburb, a downtown, wherever, just better. You know, it's a revenue generator for other businesses. Absolutely. Cause it's a high traffic business. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's an all day, not not night, but it's like a daytime business. There's not that many daytime businesses mm. on the hospitality side of things. I mean, there's lunch. There's like not that many breakfast places in the world. Yep. Coffee's just like from 7 a.m. to like 3 p.m. You've just got people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Where do we want to go next? We want to go to staffing? How are we going to staff this thing? So if you got a 1,500 square footer. You're probably in a pretty good area. You're going to want at least three people on for your hours that you have. So let's say you're staffing with like 33 hours of staffing per day. Um, How do you want to quantify all this? Do you want to pick an hourly rate? 10 bucks. 10 bucks plus T's. Talking tips. Yeah, totally. You guys can do this however you want. I set this up to where you can input how many bar hours you're going to work per day, how many bar hours your managers, your baristas are going to work per day. So you can kind of build that out into your schedule here, and then it will translate down into each of those individual people. That's good. Man, Uh, why aren't we charging for this? People need to send a thank you to Riley. (laughs) A little thank you letter. 
I don't do it for the thank yous. We do, for the we do it for the wholesale so, partnerships. So, okay, let's say we have one owner, no managers. Not to start. Okay, one just, owner, no managers. How many baristas do we want to have? We want to have 10. Okay, 10 baristas. Wow. Eight. One we'll say eight. seven, because that's how many line items I have in the spreadsheet. <laughs> Perfect. For no I reason. was thinking yeah, seven. Totally. I was thinking seven. Awesome. So, <laughs> so uh, what are hours per day? How long? Seven to five, man. We're valid. Seven to five. Okay, seven to five. Thirty minute open, thirty minute close. One hour, hour close. close. Okay. So, how many hours is that that we need to cover? Uh, yeah. Oh, Jiminy Cricket. Um, these are going to be the numbers that you guys have to figure out for yourselves and yeah. how you're going to handle it because there's so many different ways to run a bar. The busier you are, the more people you need, obviously. So don't put that you and one other person is going to work all day, every day, but then your sales are $5,000 a day because obviously that is extremely unrealistic. 33 times 7. 230. 230 per week? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So how do we want to structure our days? When is owner going to work? You in your new cafe. In my new when cafe. are you going to work behind the bar? Are you plugging this in like per day or just how much? Yeah. Like what day and how many hours? I'm going to work. I got to work the weekends because it's my baby. And that's okay. when it's going to be busy. You're going to work eight hours Saturday and Sunday? Got to. Cool. All right. I feel like just put put the owner i mean i've seen i've seen people do this like six days a week eight hours or like six days a week eight hours on the weekends 10 hours on the weekdays the owner yeah because you've got bar well and maybe it doesn't need to be 10 hours because you've got bar shift eight hours and then on like two hours after your bar shift to do are we trying to set this up as just like opening out the gate or like a sustainable cafe sure 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 because you can do both with the spreadsheet. That's the good part about it. I I think it would be beneficial to start this with like, hey, how can I get open and how can I be open for the first six months in a in an arrangement? Hmm. And then maybe we can like just tweak a few things on labor. Yeah. And just take some own owner hours off and say, like, okay, I'm not gonna work however many hours that is per week, every week. Cool. So, you want me to do six days? Six days. Okay. Eight hours on the weekends. That's wild. When are they, they going to do the admin work? Well, they work eight-hour bar shifts. Or let's say they work six-hour bar shifts on the weekdays. Okay, that's what I need to know. I need to, I'm, We're looking at bar shifts right now. All right, cool. But audience know that. It's like work your bar shift and then do admin in the afternoons or something. And run your company. Cool. No owner two, no managers. Baristas. How are we going to build this out? We have no one on Mondays currently. How many barista hours do we need? You said 33, right? 33, yeah. So you need, you could do, if you have six people, you do four, six hour shifts and then one eight hour. That'll get you more like that 31.5. It's a little arbitrary. It's just building out a schedule. Let's just do a classic Valor two, four six-hour shifts. I don't think I have enough line items for all this, but... Four six-hour shifts and one eight-hour shift for the mid. Okay. And that'll give you mostly three people. Great. 
might lower your daily average to like 31.5. Four, six hours, one, eight hour. Yep. Great. I'm, I'm going to try my best to do just whatever I can here. It's going to look a little weird. We've been doing six hour shifts for a while for our team. We've done some eights too, but. Yeah, there's a lot of pros and cons across the board for six hour versus eight hour. There's so many people that want to work in a coffee shop beyond the reasons of like just trying to make as much money as possible. And then you have people that are trying to make as much money as possible and both are necessary to your operation. Lisa Valor, it's such a like high demand atmosphere that a lot of people feel pretty drained by the end of an eight hour shift. Um, and people really do appreciate a six hour shift, but talking to a guy uh just last week of like yeah but then if you work five six hour shifts you're just making 75 percent of what you could but it's hard because working 40 hours at valor is no joke you know that's that's a that's a tall order um but i think it probably just comes down to do they need to do it or not yeah because if they need to do it they'll do it they'll do it yeah and you kind of need both too which is nice like there's usually a balance of like people working six hour shifts and people working eight hour shifts. Cause you can elongate six hour shifts, which helps you cover people when they're out. Yeah. And if everybody, we try not to schedule, we try really, really hard not to schedule people over 40 hours a week mm-hmm. for overtime and all, well, not just 40 hours, but five days a week. Is that fair? That is a pro. Well, we never try to, we don't put anyone fixed on the schedule for six days a week, mm-hmm. but at this, if a lot of people are working several six hour shifts, if they end up needing or like are called upon to cover, it typically won't put them in overtime, which is a good pro. Yeah. Not that that happens super often. This is wild and funny, but it's going to work for our use case here. I think. Hey, awesome. what's going to work? Just this coffee shop? Oh, no. This coffee shop is definitely not going to work. Oh, okay. Uh, the the crazy shifts that I just made. We're just trying to get a, a, a final number. Oh, yeah. A labor cost. Yeah, that's what we're doing here. But, okay. We're going to pay all of our baristas 10 an hour to start. That's what we're going to say. Okay. Yeah. So, again, you can punch in your own hourly wage there. We have no managers. How much are we going to pay ourselves? Can it just as be, like a base wage? Wouldn't it just be how little can we pay ourselves? <laughs> I feel like that's the one that one we might have to come back to. Sure, we could just punch in a number. I'm going to punch yeah. in thirty thousand dollars per oh. year. And is that total or Maybe is plus that tips? That is not total. That is your base wage. Yeah, like, and then let's you say get, you elect to be an S corp and you want a W two parts of your funds. Sure, sure. Thirty thousand dollars. Okay, and then you might add a distribution to that. Yes, with your net profit number net that profit. you're going to find. Yeah, you might bump up your base wage. We'll we'll come back and see. All right, so what I just punched in two hundred twenty two total bar hours. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, everyone at ten an hour. Everyone's making tips. Uh. That, but the tips aren't included, obviously. Monthly pay, as it currently stands, is seventy nine seventeen per month for your staff. 
And then the tax adjusted number, I just did like roundabout Georgia plus federal taxes is like 89.06 per month. Add a grand to it. Yeah. Woo. Yep. All right. So we've got our staffing. That number is going to auto populate into the summary sheet, just so you guys know. So we've got that over here owner wages. And then the great thing about the summary is it breaks it down to weekly, daily, monthly, and yearly to where you can see if you're making money on a daily basis, so on and so forth. Classy. So next up, operating expenses. This is where we're just going to have to punch in some numbers pretty rapid fire because we were running kind of long. But rent, we already have that number, $5,500 a month. Uh, Utilities. Thank him. Wi-Fi, electric, so on and so forth. No. Ah, yeah. I mean, let me just pull up Alpharetta's. Bro, that's our electric bill in Dunwoody. That is our electric bill. One thousand dollars is the electric bill. Yeah. Jeez. While you're looking at that, just a disclaimer for any of you that are watching this: that you're like, this is way wrong. First of all, chill out. We're giving you something for free. Second of all. This is just one example, and that's why we're giving you the spreadsheet to plug in your own numbers. And I, re- I realize that a lot of people are relying on us to give some accurate, reasonable numbers, and we're trying our best. Um, but there's totally exceptions to a lot of these things. Like you could just find this absolute gem of a space that's like 2000 bucks a month. Like those are out there. That's usually the case, honestly, at least with people we know is it's when opportunity comes a knocking. Right. You're like, can I make it work with this? You know what? I think, I think one reason that we're taking this approach is we get someone emailing us probably minimum once a month about like, Hey, there's a new development in town in two years. Mm-hmm. And we would like you to come on down and we'll charge you $45 a square foot and $10 cam. It'll be awesome for you, though, because it's a development. You'll be super busy. And we are like, pass. So I think we're kind of trying to use that as one example, or like one end of the spectrum, if you will. And then the other end of the spectrum being like that crazy opportunity. Everything's lining up and just sort of take numbers that are right in the middle while also factoring in our personal experience running two cafes for the last four years. It it really does highlight the value of where are you getting your money to start this thing? Yeah. And how much does it cost? What are your fixed costs to pay that back and pay to be in that space? Yeah. Pretty huge. Totally. So let's just say 1500 a month for utilities. Okay. 1500 because the space isn't as big as Dunwoody's, so on and so forth. Your mileage may vary depending on your state. Just know that. General operating costs. This is like napkins, dish soap, toilet paper, the things it takes to keep a business open, but you aren't selling. Mm-hmm. I have found this number is like seven to a hundred to a thousand a month. Mm-hmm. Dish, dish detergent, chemicals, and, and the more you're trying to be an excellent business, that just goes up. Like buying yeah. nice tampons for the bathroom. Yeah. Buying the nice candles, thing, candles to burn. Yep, in the space. We want to put this at seven hundred for now. Sure. Okay, seven hundred. Uh, we are getting started, so a lot of these numbers are going to be very cheap. Miscellaneous equipment. You're going to break 
things every single month. You're going to break cups. You're going to have to replace stuff. I'm going to set this number at $400 a month. Continuing at continued education, zero to start equipment repairs and maintenance. I'm probably going to want to, again, put this at at least 300 per month. Yeah. And maybe it's not like you're spending that every month, but it might be every few months someone comes out and it's a thousand dollars to replace this thing, you know, totally office supplies, $20 a month, (laughs) payroll processing fees, a hundred dollars a month, travel zero. You're just starting out meals. Say zero. Zero? I mean, no, we're not swiping the card. Come on. You're gonna you're gonna buy your team lunch every now and then. They're working we, hard. Just open in your cafe. 150 a month. You'll, you'll definitely want to. Yeah. Is that different yeah. than personnel expense? Uh yeah. I mean, personnel expense, like for us, a personnel expense is that we buy jumpsuits for yeah. everyone that starts working. I'm gonna set that. Let's just set we're gonna set set meals to a hundred. We're gonna set personnel expense to zero. You're gonna buy the team. A little something every now and then. Uh, but in the form of meals, start. Feel me? <laughs> Deflate them. Pizza uh, Team events. Probably not. Just keep it low. Like, what do we need to do to start? Okay. You know, it's probably like 100 bucks a month. Yeah. Decor, zero. You put that in your $350,000 loan. Advertising. This is interesting. You want to run ads? <laughs> I'm going to say no. We're going to say no for us. Because if you're paying that much for that space, it's probably in a, a pretty yeah. high yeah. traffic area. Contract marketing labor, designers, so on, so forth. Let's assume it's a creative. You can scrounge it up. Okay. Zero. Charitable giving. To start, probably zero. <laughs> sure. Then you have your yearly expenses like insurance. Okay. I'm going to call your your workers comp plus your... Uh, liability insurance, let's just call it three grand a year. Start. Again, yep. it'll depend on your state. Legal and professional services, someone's got to do your taxes. It's complicated now. I'm going to call it $800 a year. Corporate licenses, you got to pay the health department for stuff. Oof, that's no joke, man. Probably a thousand bucks a year. A thousand bucks a year, yeah. Got to get your occupational tax certificate. Public parties and events. You got to do that kind of stuff, guys. A thousand dollars a year. Okay, we've got those numbers. Let's move on to cost of goods sold. So we're going to set these as percentages. We're just going to do what Valor did last year. Last year, our coffee and tea was thirty-five percent. Mm-hmm. Not good. It should be thirty. Going to be real, but we're going to we're going to roll with it. Food, fifty-five <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's 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 hard out there. Retail coffee, this is coffee bags you're selling from your wholesale provider or whatever. 60% cost of goods sold. Merch, 65% cost of goods sold at best. You do not make a lot of money on merch, people. Unless you're really cool. You know, like you sell a crappy t-shirt for 60 bucks. Yeah, true. People out there doing that, dude. Yeah, yeah. Coffee and tea. Oh, sorry. We're on to the income now. So income, coffee and tea as a percentage of our income for us, that was 70%. Food was 19%. Retail coffee was 8%. And merch was 3%. Like I said, towards the start, if you have like a robust food program, obviously that's going to be different. So we've got all those numbers punched in. They're going to populate our spreadsheet after we put in our transactions per day and our average transaction. 
Okay. I just very roughly built out that calculator for us. Hey, all right. So, uh, and I'm totally not going to have to do the math live on air or the formulas live on air to get this. Let's just do Monday to Friday what we expect in sales and transactions per day. Sales? Starting with that number? Yeah. I mean, I think what I said earlier would be close. To start, yeah, probably like 12. I would say like 12 to 14. Let's just say if you want to average, do you want to do every day or an average? I want to do every day so that you can inflate the numbers on Saturday and Sunday. Maybe we could do sales in our average transaction and then it'll give us our number of transactions. Yeah. Because I think our average transaction is always going to be... You know, we can we can usually guess that regardless, kind of. Can we just say like 1,100, 1,200, 1,300, 1,300? 1,100, 1,200, 1,300, 1,300, 1,300, 1,300, 2,017, 18. Okay, and then this number doesn't... No, yeah, I can leave that there. Um, You guys are watching some spreadsheet building live. This is how it's done. All right. So what do we want to think our average transaction is? $8. Okay. Go a little low. $8. Need to make that one green for you guys. So this is going to be that number divided by eight. That's 137 transactions on a Monday. This is some hot radio for the listeners out there. You're just like riding down the road. I think then this is important to establish your floor as well. So I yeah, like it's good to know the numbers of how much do I need to uh, break even, you know? Yep. And then if you feel comfortable that you can start a business and start by breaking even, it's a pretty good sign, I would say. Yep. And then work towards profitability but knowing that the busier you get you also have to start doing a better job at managing your variable costs because those those will eat you up does this whole podcast sort of have like a doomsday negative vibe to it a little bit Mm, come on maybe just a little maybe just a little because we are we are like Doing the model, we're kind of putting out the model that you're saying of like development reaches out mm-hmm. and we're just going for it. Money, getting the money from the bank, having to pay it all back at the top tier interest rate, got to pay the top tier rent. Um, per- perhaps. I don't know. really care about coming off a certain way. I mean, especially when we're talking about numbers, like they're just numbers. Yeah. But uh, just to, to drive the point home that this isn't the only, this doesn't mean you shouldn't start a coffee shop. I mean, we're not even to the summary yet. So who knows? True that. What it's going to be. All right. So average transactions per day as it currently stands is 182. And then ab- our average transaction, we, pu- we put in $8. Do we want to put in Valor's average transaction per day, which is like 950? I was just thinking a newer place isn't going to be selling the higher ticket items like retail coffee sure. nearly as much. Yeah. Um, I would agree. Okay. 
Well, okay, again, this is a calculator, so you can input these numbers yourself. We're going to do $8 average transaction and 182 transactions per day. You're going to put that in on the summary at the very top. Transactions per day, 108, I say 182. Yep. And then $8 average transaction. And then all of our numbers are populated. How about that? What do they say? Here we go. Okay, we're going to make $532,000 a year at this cafe. That feels reasonable for a like year one they will be successful one day mm. yeah all right uh daily that's 1456 weekly 10 grand monthly 44 okay Ooh. think about rent <sighs> think oh, about yeah. rent oh yeah rent's probably 12 percent. all right cost of goods sold uh we had those numbers punched in because of our split, we are averaging out to 41.7%. Uh-oh. I bet you that's going to be a new cafe's cost of goods sold. Yeah. So I don't feel like we have to go change that number right now. So gross profit, uh, our percentage is 58.3. The Where you want it to be is at least 65. So we're already starting from not the best place. But you're figuring it out. Yeah, you're, you're figuring not, it out. You're not going to be that good at running the coffee shop in the very beginning. So. Yep. So you got that. Your staffing is at 25.73%, which is very good, which is why you're working on bar. You're trying to get that number to that, you know? Yeah. Replace yourself with a manager and you're, bink, yeah. you're, you're way up. Peaking the meters. Absolutely. Rent. I need to put in the rent percentage here. Don't do it. I'm going to do it. Don't, don't do it. I'm going to do it. Our rent is 12% of our top line. Okay. That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Pay to stay, baby. No. So that's not great, guys. That's not great. Utilities, general operating costs, like I said, you can see all of those here. And then you have, I just grouped in all of the others mm-hmm. as like one line item. Um, and they aren't cheap, but that includes all your insurance and so on. Uh, we're sitting at twenty point seven six percent on operating expenses, which is not not bad. We did means. we did some skimping though. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, loan payments. Oh yeah, crud. Fifty three hundred twenty nine dollars and sixty cents. Uh, as a percentage, I mean that's close to your 12%. rent. Twelve percent. That's 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 twelve twelve point zero two percent. Good math, Ethan. Up top, brother. Oof. Dude, are we making money? Are we making money? Year one? No, we are not. But <laughs> we only lost $1,100. So so darn it, it could work. <laughs> it could work if you are okay with only making $30,000 a year. No, you're, you're making tips, bro. Right? Yeah. I guess. If you're on bar, you got you to gotta, oh, yeah. get your cut. Yeah. So if you're working all that, I mean, all those hours, you're probably getting, <clears throat> you're probably making 50. Yeah. Let's say, but do we yeah. want to bump up the average transaction? Do we want to do anything but like yeah, that? But yeah, so let me just. How can we manipulate these numbers to, to make it work a little better? Keep it all here and say year two. Okay. Right. Our daily sales are up. Yeah, you're up to like 220, you know. Raise labor percentage. To match. Okay. Let's Maybe. let's just go back all through here. Transactions calculator. Let's just days of the week where are we making now? How about you just 
raise everything by 500 bucks. Okay. Brookhaven's going flipping nuts <laughs> over Valor 3. <laughs> or Ethan's Coffee Shop. Rebrand. Hey. Ethan's Java Hut. What about the brand momentum? Okay, average transaction is what now? It's nine. It's nine. nine. All nine right. 50. So... 950? Yeah. Hey, sure. Ours, what was ours? 950. All right. 950, you're doing 206 transactions per day. Okay. Did I said 206. You did. Every time. I just forget that number instantly. All right. Loan calculator we don't need to look at. Rent calculator. Let's just say rent stays the same. Staffing and wages. How do we want to do this? Can you okay. just good. Can you go ahead? I was just going to say, can you just add like eight hours a day or something? Add a shift? Add six per day. Well, we want to get it to like 30. If we're doing that on those kind of days, we're doing like 36 hours. So it's just like six, six hour shifts. Are we still working on bar as much? We're not working on bar. Well, year two, let's keep it the same. Because let's just say this, that I'm in touch with reality. And we're like, hey, we lost $1,100 this year. We need to just run it back. I'm going to make these shifts, not the actual people's shifts. Someone's going to be working seven days a week. That's I'm just getting it for the hours. I it's wouldn't do just that. just for the hours. Okay. Hours are up. Do, do we have a manager? No. No. No manager. Can't okay. afford it, bro. Not, not yet. Great. All right. Operating expenses. Things are going to stay the same. Or are they? Is anything going to go up here? If you're in touch with your finances, they're not changing. But you might, you know, have more people and you're like, you have more pizza parties. Yeah. I think stay the same because we accounted for things breaking in year one and less things break in year one. Okay. Two. Cost of goods sold. Do we want to get any better anywhere? Everybody want to just leave these numbers as they are. Uh, leave them. Just leave them. All right. Income, same splits. Okay. We have a higher average transaction, more transactions per day. We're up to 715 a year. It's pretty good. Top pretty line. Good. Pretty good. That's a busy cafe. Our cost of goods is still 41.7%. But now we are bringing in $6,700 a month. Dang. And bottom line, might want to open a coffee shop. Brookhaven, here we come. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> but let's say because of that first year, your, uh, your bank account was looking rough. You're, you couldn't sleep at night because one bad thing happens. No good. You're toast. So working capital, you're going to put in $2,000 a month for a year. Mm-hmm. Get your bank account up, you know, around 30. $2,000 a year. That's going to take your monthly down to 4700 a month. That year, you're going to bottom line $56,000. So wow. if you pulled out all that money, that means you're, you're making an okay living. Your net profit's like 7 8%. Sounds yeah. like. Yep. So let's take out working capital to see what that net profit is. That's 11%. That's not bad. The The recommendation, the reality really is like, it's going to be around 12 to 15% if you're doing all right. I know some people would say you can get that better. I don't personally think that many coffee shops are going to do that. And th- whoever's opening this, Ethan, you're you're working a lot. I'm I'm getting tired. I'm, year th- 
It'd be funny. I know we're running out of time. Year three would probably be like upping all of these infrastructure costs. Like what does it cost to get a manager? Yeah. To Because you're trying to sustain what you've done in year two. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, we need more team care. We need to like, you know, maybe we even need to hire another person. We got to inflate some stuff. Um, you got to train the people that left six months after you hired them. Yeah. This is a busy cafe too. That's yeah. the thing. Like, and that's wear and tear. Yeah. That's repairs, upkeep. It's legit. But it's possible, bro. It is possible. Yeah. One thing you can take from us and our experience is that we've got three owners. Woo. Comes a lot less possible when read, read the room, y'all. When this is three people's big gig. I mean, if they were all working on bar all the time, maybe a little bit more possible. Yeah. But then what's your trajectory, you know? How can you work on the business and in the business? Stay tuned next week to find out. It's fun. Any closing remarks? This will be down below in the description. It'll probably be like in a link that you can click and get. If you guys want to fill this out for yourselves. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions, drop them in the comments. Riley, thank you. Yeah, thank you, bro. This was too fun for me. So it's possible. It, darn it, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Even yeah. if you get a, you know, SBA, SBA loan, you, you know, you just, you're just relying on your good credit and you're like, this thing better work. I mean, let's say you save 100K yourself. I mean, obviously way easier said than done. But like, ah. you get 100K from somewhere. Your grandma. <laughs> your interest rate is going to go up because the loan was lower. Let's say your interest rate up to like 16%. But if you're able to do that, I mean, you're instantly, you know, that $1,000 a year loss before is no longer a $1,000 a year loss. Just yeah. break even on the first year. So the way you start something, that's probably the, one of the biggest takeaways. The way you start something, the opportunity at hand is very important mm-hmm. to what kind of trajectory and path you're setting your company on. And to be clear, our first cafe did not cost $400,000. No, it did not. It was a different time, and I understand that, but it was very bootstrapped, used equipment. It cost Mm $120,000. So that's why we were able to, you know, get back to where we needed to be so quickly there. And I'll I'll just kind of end with saying this. If you look at the numbers, and even that bottom line net profit number says, uh, you know, let's say somehow you get that net profit to 120K per year. It's going to take you three years to pay back your loan, mm-hmm. which is a, it might not sound like a long time, but there's a lot of businesses out there. You know, think about whenever an accounting firm builds out a space, they probably pay back their build out in like three months. So that's why this is just a, not the easiest business, but these numbers say that it is possible. Dream big, y'all. Yeah. Dream big. Are we going to get into and tease anything for next week? What we want to get into? I think we got to plan that podcast, my man. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're silly. All right, guys. It's been fun. It's been good. Cheers, mates. Cheers. Love y'all. Love y'all.